one. The S&P 500 index futures have been down 10 out of the last 12 sessions. One outlier was an update of about 40 handles. The other one was unchanged. Does it really feel that way? Well, some stocks are feeling it that way. Some optimism in the market. Walmart and Cisco will talk about their earnings. Mark Chaikin, join us at 8.15 with his fundamental and technical outlook. We got some work to do on this Thursday. This is pre-market prep. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's pre-market prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, traders and investors. We're starting out in the green by 10 handles, but what I've noticed is we've hardly moved in the last hour. I'm sure that will change. Uh, the buck is down here, $0.09, cents, still above 103 at 103.23. Bonds, man. When are we going to start listening to the bond market? Down 22.30 seconds at 118.22.30. and 22.30 seconds. Crude up $0.70, cents, trying to recapture that $80 level cold after all these down days now up a buck 30 at 1929.60 silver going the same way up 29 cents and bitcoin now back under 29k down 640 at 28,490 uh let's bring in triple d here and i mean we're 200 points off to high the move does it really feel that way quiet Death by a thousand cuts is what this has really been here, Joel. Um, it's funny, like you look at a lot of stocks and in essence, some stocks have crashed from the highs. Like you got some stocks down 20, 25%. And you, you, when, it's when it's going just like down 1%, down 2% every single day, you don't notice it as much. But holy, when you look at the damage that's been done to some stocks, I mean, PayPal right back down to the lows. Lows of the move from 75 down to 59. You got Square giving back the entire move to 81 all the way down to 57. You've got a lot of other stocks like Tesla that are seriously off the highs now. We're talking 299 down to 225. So, you know, now there's 75 point fall in a $300 stock, 25% fall there. So it's funny. It's been a slow, steady decline, but there is a lot of damage, especially from where we, at least when we look from where we were a month ago. Right. Let's, uh, let's bring in Money Mitch here. We got uh, Mark Chaikin at 8.15. So we got some news to cover. Uh, before that, uh, looking dapper there, uh, Money Mitch, how you doing today? Let's do it. Let's get into the action. Let's talk about the Fed minutes that came in. Of course, uh, we did get the Fed minutes yesterday. They came in and the major line that I think everybody was focusing on, of course, was the FOMC minutes revealed that the board is divided. What? Majority supporting no further rate increases? It seems like there's a lot of mixed signals in the Fed, but majority still supporting further rate increases. Equities, of course, have been boosted by banking sector confidence that had come in, but we've been seeing it now. That, that confidence might be shaking up. We'll talk a little bit about that coming up. Interest rates, of course, still at 
you know, still have the the outlook of just staying right here. I think if you look at the CME Fed tool, that hasn't changed much as of late. And I think we're, we're pretty much thinking that this is over with, right? I mean, uh, maybe we get 25 basis points more, but I don't think anyone's thinking anything after that. And I think that's the important part to look at. 87.5% say that it's going to stay at the current, and there's only 12.5% for another 25 basis points on the next meeting. All right, now, um, the other things in the minutes that were said were that the dollar was influenced by foreign economic policies, um, that asset valuation pressures could pose risk. And of course, we're starting to see that some of those asset valuations are starting to come into play. Let's go, let's take a look at what happened yesterday. And do you guys feel like it's just kind of, we're just continuing the leak down? Anything that's sh showing concern here? Um, I tried to play Microsoft yesterday. I still was green on it on, on playing it to the upside, but man, it was very quickly uh, smacked right back down. It's on the support level. I do have a trading position in Microsoft here, but it looks like it, you know, eventually wants to breach support, not participating in, in today's rally whatsoever, which is concerning. It's a weird rally today, Joel. Just talk back to this overall market. Because you've got a lot of stocks in that are green. green, but you've got a lot of stocks that are red here too. And we got some really bad news in CVS, which we'll get to in a second here. But I mean Apple, Microsoft, Meta, Netflix, PayPal, Qualcomm. Oracle all trading in the red here right now. But you know, the three of the big guns trading in the red here. Amazon was in the red earlier, but it's that news off of CVS that turned it to the green. But it's interesting here. It's definitely not a market where they're just coming in here and just buying everything. I will tell you that. Or this selling every or selling everything. You know, I mean it's it, not it's mixed right now. Yeah, the market has definitely yeah. got some mix to it. So it's a weird market. I'm, I'm I'm torn here this morning just looking at it. You definitely have some strength and some stuff that's been beaten up, but it's weird because none of the mega cap tech is participating here this morning, and and that's not a good and that's not a good sign. Um, just going back to the to Mitch's comments and the Fed talk. I mean, and I've I've, I've tried to be consistent with this. It's like rates might just stay where they are for a while. They might go a little bit higher. I don't, they're not going lower. I think investors just have to look at the environment that we're in. And instead of hoping for rate cuts or worrying about rate hikes, this is the way it is. And this is the way it's going to be for six months, a year, even longer. Oh, Goldman goes out and says, yeah, they're going to cut in the middle of 24. Who knows where this market's going to be in the middle of 24? I just think, you know, they, Nobody some knows. say higher for longer, some say pivot, but in reality, we just may go absolutely nowhere. And if you like five, five and a half percent on your money, then you lock it in. If you don't, you want to take risk in the market. There's a lot of things to participate in. So I, I just see that, that the Fed holding steady for a long time. And I think that's a good thing for the market. I think the lower interest rates that we had, you know, created, you know, artificial bubbles that we saw what happened with that. So I'm in a, I'm in the neutral camp with the I'm Fed. With the, yeah. Yep. Just deal with it. Keep the rates up. Yep. Deal with it. I mean, yeah, if you don't, don't like five and a half percent on your we money. We don't want inflation coming back. I mean, it's already still here. They can say it's two percent. We know it's significantly higher than that because of the way they track stuff. But um, 
you know, at least it's down to where it kind of was, you know, we're starting to get back down to where we were at least pre COVID, you know, their 2% is really like 10%. We know if you calculate the way they used to calculate mm -hmm. it significantly higher, but you can stomach this, you know, we couldn't stomach when we're seeing, you know, we're going there and we're seeing prices, you know, Jack again and Jack again. It's like, Oh yeah. Burger King. Yeah. They're two, two, two offers for seven bucks. Now two offers for eight bucks. Now two offers for 10 bucks. I mean, it's just was going nuts here for a bit. It has slowed. You can feel that the price increases have slowed. They're still up. I mean, the funny thing is, you know, people say, oh, yeah, we're back down 2% inflation. That means they, they kept all the inflation, all the prices, and now they're only going up from that point at 2%. So it's funny. Inflation prices are still going higher. So yeah, you're still, still it's not like they're going to ever come back down. Prices just don't go down. But at least it's not crazy anymore where I'm going into the store and expecting to pay a buck more for a gallon of milk. And they change the price between when you take it off the counter and then when you actually go to check it out, right? Yeah. <laughs> this price is good for five minutes only. <laughs> we, we have the right to change the price. and Yeah, that's crazy. It, it has calmed down, though. So we'll say that. It has calmed down. All right. All let's right. Get, to, let's, let's get... get to the good news. Walmart, Walmart, Walmart. All right, let's go to Walmart. I think they're definitely shopping at least at Walmart. Let's go to it. Q2 EPS here at $1.84, beat the $1.70 estimate. Sales of $161.1 billion, beat the $160.27 billion estimate. Walmart's revenue growth of 5.7%, operating income growing faster at 6.7%, and e-commerce up 24% globally. Walmart Q4 inventory down 7.6%. Walmart says food is a strength, but also encouraged by results in general merchandise and expectations at the start of the quarter. Says it's in good shape with inventory, and we'd like to position for the back half of the year. Hmm. Dennis, you want to go with your comments first? I think Walmart one? benefited from Target's weakness. I honestly do. You know, the pride thing we don't talk about, but there was definitely sales that were down at Target, probably some people going over from Target to Walmart. I think some of that happened. So it's not shocking that Walmart had a pretty good report. But I mean, again, we were ready for Walmart to have a good report. The stock was trading near a 52-week high and Target was trading near All a 52-week low. <laughs> so, I mean, you're, you're, you you kind of knew it. The market kind of knew it. It's kind of the ex ex earnings that were kind of expected. You know, Target wasn't as disastrous as somebody thought. Walmart was pretty good, better than some people thought maybe after the Target report. But when you look at it here, I mean, we were up at 163, 162 and a half, 161 and a half. A lot of good news is baked in here. This is a good quarter for Walmart, but a lot of it was baked in. I don't think this is blasting off here today. Dennis, did you, were you observing, uh, you know, the, the book um, when this was trading and the news came out? Were you were you uh, looking? I mean, I know you're looking at it a thousand different things because um, the reason I'm asking is if you if you're a, a large trader in in Walmart, right? Let's say you got a like a million you think you want to sell over 160, and this is just an example. I mean, if you put out like you know, if you put out two thousand at 162 and a half, you know. 3,000 at 162.75, 4,000 at 163. I mean, they're, they're going to sweep through you, right? On something no, like that? No, you'll stop it. Really? No. Yeah, they care you about will? the 2,000 share order. Yeah, on earnings, that, that's the one thing. Two, 3,000 shares affects it. We're not back in 20, you know, 2,000 okay. anymore here. A hundred bloody shares. 
affects it. It's stupid. Like I'm, okay. I'm serious. When you have an earnings report and you have like, you know, you start stepping down with a hundred shares. It's, it spooks the algos. The algos are scared of any real <laughs> orders. Yeah. It's, it's a joke. I mean, it really is. And a hundred or 200 shares, you throw a hundred share order out on something. I think people do it too. Just like, yeah, I'm institutional money managers. They're like, this thing's going up too fast. And they just start throwing orders out there probably to stop it from going up. But real orders scare the algos. They're like, they're all about leaning on orders. Oh, we had a real order. My God, there's a real one because it's all BS. I mean, 90% of what you see out there, they're, they're orders, but they're moving around. They're high frequency traders just moving around, trying to keep, you know, like moving around their envelope orders and they're moving around and they're moving around and moving around, but they're moving constantly, not solid. Human mm-hmm. orders will scare them, will scare the algos. They move away from those. So if you're long Walmart and you're throwing out 2,000 shares to sell it, you're doing it wrong, man, because you're going to be They'll pushing the price it, really? right away from you. Yep. Yeah, yeah, they'll, pull the, oh, they'll yeah. pull the price. Okay. Yeah, they'll about... pull the bet on you. And then they start tanking it on you too. What so, about... especially after hours. I think you've got to use icebergs. That's what they do. It's yeah. all icebergs now, okay. Joel. You got okay. 2,000 shares of throwing an iceberg for 100. So they see 100, but there's really 2,000 there. They're Let not smacking. <laughs> That's why what everything about... you look at, you rarely see pre market okay. after hours. It's all 100 shares, on, especially wow. on these okay. earnings reports. They really move. That, that The market is just like, so ridiculous you know like the algos are it's it's so algorithmic that it's like one human being steps into the into the you know into the stock and they're all oh my god there's a real order ah it's <laughs> yeah. like that it's ridiculous how about one more scenario and then we'll get to mark Chaikin here um let let's say you have um let's say you have fifty thousand that you want to sell above 162 Right. And and you don't put any kind of order out there and you see it go over 162. If you just start, if you have a program or something that says, you know, sell thousand at 162, you know, you're going to get better price. Right. If the thing, you know, and then you do it again, you do it again. You can't get five or ten thousand. And if the thing trades up to 163, you can't get five or ten thousand shares. You can, off. But you've got to. So this you is got to be so be a, tricky. We, we did a class on this a while okay. ago on order. How to, how to, you know, on execution. And you've got, if you've got two, 3,000 shares, you've got to be using icebergs. You've wow. got to be using 100 shares and feeding it out there because 2,000 shares will spook the market. And you've got to even be careful on how you're doing it. It's almost better to let it come to you. So if you're just like 100, oh, let's step down. You start stepping down, that spooks the algos too. So you got to like, if it's going up, you see it going up 162, you want your 163, you throw your 162 and a half or 2,000 with an iceberg on one. So they see 100 shares, 162 and a half. They start lifting it, lifting it. And then they're like, you know, and then they realize an iceberg and then that might stall it too. But sometimes, you know, it, it, at least, you know, you're not showing that hand, yeah. that full like 10,000. And we're talking 2,000 shares. Okay. In some cases here, Joel, they're talking three, four, you know, you know, you know, you could be talking somebody once got 20,000 shares. That's tough to do. Even on a stock like Walmart, that's tough to do. Now it's settled in here now, but right on the initial report, they go wide. There's nothing in there. Even on a stock like Walmart, it's really wide. You know, when they know that report's coming around at 7 a.m., they're going wide. And if you're coming in in that time, even with 100 shares, it pushes price. So it's it's a it's amazingly stupid, is how it really is. But that's the algos. They're they're written. The high frequency trading algorithms are written to dance around real orders. That's how they are written. They're written to step ahead of you. So you go in the book, they step ahead of you. They're leaning on you all the time, leaning. That's what they do. Most of high frequency trading 
all it is is leaning on orders. That's all it is, folks. You know, it's different strategies involved. And there's some arbitrage in there, but for the most part, it's leaning on orders. Even on the arbitrage, they're leaning on the order on the other stock. So now they can offer this stock. It's always leaning on orders. If you wanted to sum up what is high frequency trading in in one sentence, it's leaning on orders. That's what it is. Back yeah. in the good old days. Real quick, we're gonna go to Mark Jakin. Cliff Sauer has a question: What's going wide? And that just means a market maker, if he normally has like a five-point spread in something like Walmart, like one one sixty to one sixty oh five, he won't go a nickel. He'll go, you know, a buck or a half a buck or two bucks between his bid and offer. So that when I'm talk when we mention the term going wide, we're referring to the market makers that are out there participating. So yeah. just wanted to get that in. And they'll come get you if they if they have to. You know how it goes sometimes, guys. And definitely what Dennis just said, I think you guys that are newer traders that might have not understood this, later on, go back to this. This is real gold. We'll see you guys a little bit on this. Let's go to our guest today. We got Mark Chaikin. Let's get him in. All right, Mark, how are we doing today? We're doing great. How are you guys? Soggy. It's very soggy up here in Connecticut. Soggy. <laughs> Soggy days. Well, that could be days. a good thing if you're a farmer. It is. No, too much sog <laughs> is not so good if you're a farmer. Oh, too much sog. So it's too much too sog much is sog. not good either. They have this need just the right amount of sog. Yeah. Yeah, just the right amount, right? Well, this market seems a little soggy lately. Let's <laughs> it, talk a little bit about it, Mark. It does indeed. It's all about the bond market. And it looks like the bond vigilante's got it right, at least in the in the short term. We've had rates above four percent since July thirty-first, and that really is uh the blueprint for what the stock market's been doing. So the bond market was basically saying. Uh, it's not over and the economy is too strong for the Fed to ease or pause. And based on parsing of yesterday's Fed minutes, maybe they're right. I'm still suspicious, but everybody's been looking at that 425 level, which they've been banging up against on the 10-year treasury. And as long as that's the case, you're going to be fading rallies here uh, into the end of the month and early September. Is there a market here like that, you know, turns it around eventually here, though? Like if you're a long term investor and let's put on Mark Chicken's long term investing hat. I mean, we all wanted a correction. We're getting one here right now. Should we start nibbling here into some stocks? Like, what are you looking at? There's got to be some stocks you like here right now on this pullback. I do. There's a a, a rotation going on out of uh, growth into cyclicals. It makes sense with the interest rates moving up that you get a contraction in the PE ratios. And you also had a lot of uh, profit taking on good, bad, and not so good earnings. So even the mega cap tech stocks uh, like Microsoft and Apple were sort of the canaries in the coal mine, breaking their 50-day averages before the queues did. So uh, I like this shift into cyclicals, particularly energy and industrials. And they're coming up strong on the power gauge. They have, in terms of energy, they've been coming up strong for the past two months. One by one, stocks like EOG, EQT, PSX, uh, even PXD came up bullish uh, two days ago. 
Nice. And then in the industrial sector, there's some big names that you can buy. My favorite, well, it's, it's industrial and healthcare, I think. Healthcare is a hybrid. When you want to talk defensive, you can say they're defensive. But when you want to talk growth, uh, well, cyclicals, they're cyclicals. So Eli Lilly spiked up on earnings, the story with their weight loss drug helping um, you know, stroke victims and, and preventing uh, other problems is a powerful story for a big name brand like that. But FedEx is a possible buy on a pullback. Some of the aerospace stocks like Textron, Caterpillar. So, um, you know, if it is a stronger economy than people anticipated, if maybe there's no landing, you know, we've been talking yeah. hard landing, soft landing, there may not be a landing. Yeah, and, I think everybody's starting to question that for sure, Mark. Yeah, but if that's the case, then industrial stocks and energy should do very well here, okay, even in now, a rising interest rate environment, because the PE ratios are low there. All right, now we're getting some questions in the chat, of course. We'd like to address some of the ones that they want to bring in here. They're asking about some mentions that we've had from prior weeks. So we're hearing about Fortinet, uh, Generac in the chat. What do you think about these moving forward? Well, the, both these stocks got slammed on an earnings report. Generac, uh, we talked about two weeks ago. I, we got out of our calls with the stock at 146, which was a lucky call. We just looked, wanted to book some profits in late July. Fortinet reported a very good quarter, and the stock just got hammered. It's one of those stocks. that. Uh, so I'm a hold on Fortinet. I think it's early to be buying the tech stocks. I think that there's more um, PE contraction or selling on any rallies to come in those names. Although what you saw in NVIDIA when Morgan Stanley recommended it, uh, it shows you the underlying dynamics in the tech sector. Obviously there are a lot of shorts in NVIDIA. Uh, and when Morgan Stanley put out a very bullish rating, you saw what happened up to 10%. Uh, between the uh, the pop the day it was announced and then the aftermarket into the following session. So there, but after that, some of the stocks I like, like AMD, which rallied on the news and sympathy, pulled back more than Nvidia did. So clearly, uh, there's a profit taking mentality in tech. As long as interest rates uh, stay above four percent, it's going to be a problem for the tech sector. We're on the line with Mark Chaikin of Chaikin Analytics. Joins our show every two weeks to share uh, his fundamental and technical outlooks on the market. Mark, you've been around a long time as well as I have, and like when you saw that call out of uh, you know out of uh, Morgan Stanley, and you <laughs> saw where the stock was at, and then you see the two guys come on the next day and up their price targets too. I mean, you know. <sighs> I mean, is that just Wall Street being Wall Street? I mean, it just to move the whole market like that. I mean, it definitely you could tell it was unjustified. I mean, you've been around a long time. You've seen how the you know these uh, how things work. What what was your initial impression? Well, it's August. Uh, liquidity is just uh, dries up in August, and it's seasonally it's a very weak period, particularly in uh, pre-presidential election years, which. That's been our roadmap, and I do expect the, the market to finish strong, but we have to get through September and October 1st. Um, 
In terms of Morgan Stanley, it's ironic. You know, they say they don't ring a bell at the top. Well, Mike Wilson threw in the towel on July 25th. I was thinking about that right too. The and the market peaked two days later at 46.07. So irony of ironies. But, you know, they, they say that uh, the bull market's not over till the last bear throws in the towel. Well, fortunately, there's still a lot of bears out there. So I, I'm still looking for 4,800 to 5,000 by the end of the year. And Michael but Burry, it, Michael Burry may be the biggest story here in the last couple of days. I mean, everybody talking about this, um, you know, I, I got, you know, just even, uh, I, I do some physical training there and I've got, um, you know, my, that guy there asking me about Michael Burry. He saw it in the news and everybody's covering it. I mean, we go to the gym and they're talking about Michael Burry and all he thinks, he thinks the market's <laughs> going to crash, you know, cause they all saw the big short. So I think it actually spooked the market the last couple of days to see him buy all those puts. Apparently 94% of his portfolio is in puts now on the queues and spy. I mean, he's got a huge name in the media and he comes out with this big bearish call. Do you think that, you know, this spooked some people and do you think Michael Murray no. is right in this case or is he going no. to be, end up being wrong? He's going to be wrong. Like Mike Wilson was wrong. And, uh... I, you know, if if the market or the algos program to read headlines and parse, sure, it spooked the algos. But I, I promise you that nobody on Reddit follows Michael Burry. Uh, they're they're into their own world, and to the extent that there are a lot of retail traders in the marketplace still, and more to come. I, I you know, I there's always a Michael Burry out there, whether yeah. it's. Uh, you know, some Bond guy or whether it's Stan Druckermiller at some point in time or Paul Tudor Jones. But yeah, uh, and they're a lot smarter, by the way, than Michael Burry with a lot more of a track record. I mean, he's a one trick pony as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, I, I, I think, hey, look, let's put it into perspective. Typically, you get a pullback of five percent two to three times a year, except in years like 20. 17 when you just go straight up with no pullbacks and uh, the period here from March through um, through July 31st where there were no 5% pullbacks or even 3%. So we're in a seasonally weak period. We normally expect some blowback in the market between September into early October. We're getting it. Uh, you know, let's not hand ring about it, uh, but have a game plan. And the game plan for me is first stop, uh, 4350 to 4370, strong support at 4300. If you put up the bullish channel in the S&P, uh, you struggled up at the top of the channel at 4600, got above it for a day or two. The lower channel started uh, the week at 4200, but it's rising 50 points a month. So by the end of September, that'll be at 4300. So you, you're at 4210 right now. And I think that channel is going to hold, which means we won't go down a full 10% if that channel holds. Full 10% would take you down uh, 460 points to uh, 4140, uh, which would be below that channel. I don't think that's happening. Yeah, the chart on the left shows you the channel. Oh, that's a 15-minute. Well, it's the same channel. There you go, fractal markets. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the daily. I, but Mark, I'm looking at this one here, and if you go off the March low, and then you tag the May low, then you tag you know a couple lows in May, and you bring that thing up. I mean, yeah. for no, me, going, that 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 line's been broken. We're going from the December low, Joel. Going for the December low. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you'll see it on the weekly channel uh, or the monthly. So uh, it's it's a well-defined channel. People are aware of it. Whether it holds or not remains to be seen, but that's my game plan. I can okay. start nibbling on industrials and energy down here. I'd uh, be much more inclined to buy tech if we do get that pullback under 4,400, uh, get a little bit of uh, selling panic um, into this August vacuum. And you know, just have a game plan that says, uh, this is a bull market. There are so many momentum signals that have triggered, including a recent one about industry groups above their 200-day and 50-day averages that project out to very big targets. So you, you've got yeah. to get over, I think, the short-term fixation on the bond market. Uh, if the economy is so strong that the Fed feels the need to raise rates, then that's a good thing for the cyclical sectors in the market. What right. did they say in that Walmart call? Holy mackerel. Walmart. Yeah, Walmart's you, taking a yeah, hit they, there oh, on boy, their call. Shai, Mitch, go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to state uh, initial jobless claims coming in here at 239,000 versus 240,000 expected coming under about 1,000. Don't think that'll be moving the markets too much here, mm -hmm. but just wanted to go ahead and give that number. Now, Mark, I did want to ask you a little bit about the financials because, of course, we recently got more comments from Fitch. We are looking at the troubles that are starting to show up in the financials. Should we start be concerned about regional banks or even global banks right now. I'm seeing Citibank down big, Bank of America down big. Is this a concern? Uh, it's always a concern when the big uh, dogs are under pressure. But I think the Moody's downgrade of the banks uh, earlier in the week was really a case of shutting the barn door after the horse had escaped. You've had the uh, panic selling in the banks. Um, they're putting new capital requirements in. It's not a sector I would invest in here uh, unless you've got your favorite local bank where you know the president and you know they're not in trouble. But um, I don't see that as a canary in the coal mine for the rest of the market. All right. Well, you guys heard it there. Mark taking a look at some energy plays. I've been seeing the MPC. That's been a, a really good one that I know that you used to like and used to bring up here, Mark. Uh, that's definitely been taken off. Um, we'll see what happens on these energy plays. We'll see what happens in, of course, uh, some of these other plays. You guys keep up with Mark Chaikin. I just, I'm going to throw up here his Twitter so you guys can give him some mentions. And if you guys have any questions, I see the chat asking about certain plays that he's mentioned. Give him a message. I'm sure he'll answer you guys. Thank you, Mark, you for coming on today. By the way, MPC bullish in the power gauge for the last uh, three months. They're fighting those go. couple analysts with the recent downgrades. Right. Like so, it, Mark. Like I it. I go with Mark over the analysts. Check out Thank the Chicken Analytics, like always, guys. Have a good one, Mark. All right, let's get back to the markets. How are we looking, Joel? Does jobless claims came in? But let's go to Walmart, of course. I think that's more important than yeah, even the jobless yeah. claims. on red. Oh, Walmart man. going red here. That's not good. That's not going to be good just for the market. In the this was a great red. report, right? It it's the same thing. It's the, it's Groundhog Day. We've said this in the show for like two weeks here now. They pop when they're they're up at the fifty-two week highs, and they pop on the good reports, and then they drop them. And they're not holding the gains because the expectations, investor expectations, are simply too high. They come out, and then they just decide no, it's not good enough, and they sell them. They are in full sell the rip mode. 
I mean, the Penn Gaming, nothing got sold more ripped than that, which is unbelievable that it goes from that move, $33 after hours, yeah. to give the entire move I, back. I here. even got caught on that move a little bit. I had it for a little bit there. I tried to ride we it are, back up there. We are in the sell the rip market. And buy the dip. We'll start to work here again, but right now, sell the rip, like I said, is working better than buy the dip did in the first half. It's ridiculously working well. So you're just blindly selling the rips on stocks, and you're being rewarded. I and guess there Walmart you are again. didn't mention AI. Walmart up $4 here on this report here this morning, up $5, over $5, and you're rewarded within two hours. I guess they didn't say AI enough. You know what? I I tell you what. Let's look in, I just want to um, try and give a little bit. I, I wasn't good enough to say you know sell this rip immediately. I was hoping maybe it would pop up more. But what I would keep an eye on from Walmart here today, next couple of days, is this one fifty eight level. You just kissed it in the pre market yesterday's low, right around that area, one fifty eight twenty seven couple other daily lows in there. I'm not going to bother about these other two lows, but 158. If you're a long-term holder at Walmart, keep an eye on that because I think that's when, I think you're still going to have a chance to uh, sell in the strength here off the open. Maybe, you know, maybe get back to unchanged. But I think that trap door 158 for Walmart. And if you would have been taking cues from the uh, target, I mean, that thing opened up 25 cents from its high of the day. And then basically leaked all day long. One thing that I would start to question is, will this affect the other department stores and discount stores that have been doing well? Uh, Costco is one that I'd start being a little bit concerned about. If uh, they're going to go after Walmart, Costco's up been up far. riding high. And I feel like that now you got to be careful here, especially if you haven't taken profits and you've been on this big run with Costco. I don't know, man. It seems like it has a date with that support. We'll see what happens. Costco's run too far here now. I think so. I think I'd take the money and run here if I was long Costco. Yeah, I'm getting to that point and, too, and especially when I see reaction at Walmart. Weakness, it could happen today. Keep an eye on Walmart here. Costco sitting here flat, sleepy. Oh. I think I think I think you're right, Mitch. I think it's a good call. Yeah, and that's why I would be concerned. Even I was thinking about maybe potentially BJ gets a nice little lift off of their earnings, but now I'm be a little bit concerned that it won't get the appreciation until the earnings actually comes out. That's five days from now on August 22nd. We'll see if this maybe brings it down a little bit. This did fill the gap on BJ uh, Wholesales. I been lo was looking for that to fill the gap. I played it for a little bit of this move, but nowhere near the, the full move. Um, Going to look to see what happened in there in the Walmart call. Was it a mention for Sam's Warehouse or was it Sam's was that was mentioned on the call? Something had to be mentioned on the call, I think to really kind of hit it. Well, like it was this. already leaking, so we're not listening to the call. But yeah, like you said, they probably didn't mention AI. <laughs> Let, yeah. Let's move on here. There is let's a go. huge story here with CBS today. This Two disaster. disaster stock of the day was not on the schedule, but it is the disaster stock of the day, and it's a lower beta stock that is down 8%. CBS giving back its entire June and July run in one day. Gone. See you. Give us the headline here. Money, Mitch. All right. California's Blue Shield Health Insurance has parted ways with CVS Health Caremark as its pharmacy benefit manager, per Wall Street Journal reporting. Uh, the insurer aims to collaborate with specific companies for defined tasks, Amazon for home drug delivery, 
Barca for handling drug claims. So this is going to affect and shake up all those healthcare plan names today. Um, they're already showing some weakness. Could this be something that actually affects even a, a turnaround on like a UNH um, that was just above 500? Man, look at that move. We're Ooh. getting crushed here. And these things get like tape bombed where they come and, you know, and there's nothing scheduled. And then it's like Medicare news and they get hammered. You know, oh, another leg off. Oh, good news. I'm sorry, Dennis. We just hammered. popped like six handles here. Just in a yeah. heartbeat. I don't know. Well, that a lot was. of that was on the jobless number. We've been slowly popping up here. So, okay, go ahead. From the eight thirty number, but yeah, we're popping up here on the S and P's a little bit here. And tech is the source of strength. Where's the rotation? Like, yeah, that's what we need to look at. Tech is the source of strength here. So it's not Walmart picking up the slack. Defense is not doing very well, and you've got um, CVS down eight percent. You've got UNH down fifteen points here now. You've got Humana down 14 points here now ci is probably following suit yes it's down 17 points here now mm -hmm. again the tape bombs that happen in this sector are unbelievable they just come out of the blue boom they're going with amazon i guess and amazon is lifting on this news it is up one percent here full disclosure still have amazon in the long-term portfolio one of the only things i held um i don't even know what to say here i mean usually these are buying opportunities but sometimes they take a couple of days. CVS going to come into major support here at around 66. You got to think it's a logical bounce area. But man, the headline just broke an hour ago and it's still digesting. A lot of institutional money managers aren't even at their desk yet. Yes, they don't show up at 830 in the morning um, unless it's like, you know, a CPI report. So once they come in, are they going to look and see what's happening here? But we got an epic disaster here for CVS, UNH and obviously Humana and CI. Uh, uh, CVS, you have the low of the move at 66.34. We, how close do we get? We got under, under 60, uh, yeah, 66.70. That's a big area. I don't know if you necessarily have to poke your head out and try along there, but man, oh man, if you were short this a little over a week ago in the 70 handle, you're getting a good look at it. Um, Humana, that getting hit on this too. Look at that. Went up and filled that gap almost. Nah, I missed it. Missed it. I need to get to 510. This is a tough call on this one because you don't have anything down to 460. Uh, Cigna, boom, boom, boom. Consolidation breaking out to the downside. Man, these are ugly charts here. Oh, uh, you do have um, support 267, 268 area for Cigna. All right, let's go to Cisco Systems. And this was interesting. I'd like to ask Dennis if he was watching the tape on this one because it seems like we had some quick downside action followed by another rip to the upside. And the guidance wasn't even the best. So I'm wondering where that came from. But the Q4 EPS at $1.14 beat the $1.06 estimate. Sales of $15.2 billion beat the $15.05 billion estimate. Full year 24 adjusted EPS now at $4.01 to $4.08 versus the $4.04 estimate. Revenue outlook also actually being put down below the outlook here. Uh, $58.2 billion on the high end, $58.38 billion on the estimate. So not sure why they got that bounce, but hey, it's right back up. I'm short Cisco off the report right now. I'm long Juniper and Anet against it. I'm going to be taking that off, hopefully, if it comes in. Um, just pay, playing the pure, pure, pure play here. So this is all relationship-based. So I intend to trade out of this stuff here today, though.
Uh, what I think is, I, I don't know why they spiked it down. Uh, pre-market low, that's a ways away. Uh, 51.33, <laughs> the big spike. What I think what I just would do if I'm looking at this one today, full disclosure, I have this in uh, one of my long-term portfolios. Do not plan on doing anything with it today. Uh, whole 54. I mean, that's all this one has to do. I mean, yeah, you spiked above uh, 55. You went to 55.30 is a pre-market high. Don't know if you're going to get there quite yet. But to me, you had two spike highs, just over 54, and you leaked over it. You know, you leaked the next day, you came back, and then you leaked again. So that that's my level. You hold 54, yeah, work your way up. Maybe, uh, you know, 54 and a half. But I think you're going to be seeing some size here uh, on any kind of rallies on the offers. So if you're being aggressive bidding make or going long off this report if it loses 54 you could be in for some rough sledding all right let's go to hawaii's biggest power utility facing growing scrutiny of course for the role it might have played in the deadliest wildfire in modern american history uh, including detailed allegations in a lawsuit filed wednesday that it's negligence and knowing failed to take proper action to prevent the catastrophe and they are going after it today. Um, similar story, kind of like a PCG. Yeah, this um, is PCG part two. This seems this worse. Is, this seems worse, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, cause... just because we're, we're stuck in the moment. Also, I saw something, and I don't know if it's true or not, and I don't know if it's related to the utilities, but they, did, they didn't blow the sirens when this was going on to warn the people to get out of there. So, I mean, so, there's a lot of negligence yeah, out there. Yeah, a lot of people talked about that, that there was messages on radio, TV, and different areas, but they were only in English. And there was a lot of uh, people that <sighs> were in this area that were not English speakers. So um, some of those comments, definitely not what you want to be hearing. Uh, we got to be prepared always in different areas. I think Colorado, anywhere that you can have wildfires, you have to be prepared for this type of action. Um, and definitely it's not what you want to hear. I know I, I went through a similar situation in Colorado where like a whole, um, that was with the, all the houses burned. Uh, remember that was about last year. Um, so you got to be careful with wildfires. No yeah, plan you want to know what PCG did? Well, it already had a, a major correction in 18. And then I believe uh, the story hit uh, back in uh, late of 2018 and, yeah, maybe you could have bought the dip here on this one, but nowhere near coming near 50 bucks. So that's a look at that. You don't think it was 70? I think it was right near the high. You think happened. it was 70? Yeah, ah, I it do. Was, no, um, it had the big lag down, and then they didn't know. And it, it took a long time to materialize, not nearly as quickly as HE, but over the course of a year and a half, this went from $70 down to 5 bucks. Yeah. And we all thought it was going bankrupt. It actually did. And somehow, you know, in the reorg or whatever, there's still equity here. So I have no idea how, you know, it still got value, but it did. I mean, we don't know what the HG they're talking. Obviously, now they're talking, you know, financial issues. I mean, the lawsuits here are going to be incredible. Is it a zero? I don't know that. But, you know, it's went from 40 to 10. You're, you're buying a 10, you're taking a gamble. All right, let's keep moving. We'll go to another area. Let's go to Wolf, as Wolf is definitely oh, taking wolf. a hit here. The Wolf, wolf. speed, um, definitely down there to forty-four twenties. I see right now they lost here on adjusted 
42 cents, missing the loss of 20 cent estimate. Sales of 235.8 million beat the 222.82 million estimate. They did see their Q1 adjusted EPS going to a potential loss of 75 cents versus a uh, estimate of 29 cents. This is not looking good at all, man. I'd be running the other way. This is just not the stock that they want in this environment. They're not into companies that are losing money. They were into them three months ago. They're not into them right now. So we went right back into a little more logical market. Companies that are not making money, they're throwing them out. They don't care. They were hoping, you know, somehow, you know, they could turn it around here. I mean, there's a lot of issues. Stock, sure, maybe the revenue growth is there. Maybe they're eventually going to make money. But right now, the market doesn't care about eventually. It cares about now. Pay me now. Stock not making money. See ya. Uh, wow. Four, I'm just going to give one number. 40 bucks here. I mean, you, you were down at 40 earlier in the year. Uh, actually, that low, uh, your May low was 39.02. And then going back to uh, COVID time, you had a low at 38.65. I think maybe they eventually has a date with those levels. But uh, step down seller here uh, last night, took a little break, got up this morning, let it breathe a little bit. And now another step down seller. Keying on to wherever that pre-market low is. But it'd be fun to put some you know bids out there layered around 40 because if you get a big seller coming in off the open, could fall another four bucks and then reverse. All right, let's keep it going. What about uh, Dole? Uh, let's talk a little bit about Dole. 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 Bananas. I like Dole. It's like Target. <laughs> Dole. Uh, let's um, go to a Q2 adjusted EPS at 51 cents. He beats the 34 cent estimate. Sales of 2.14 billion missed a 2.27 billion estimate. Uh, they expect fiscal year adjusted EBITDA of at least 350 million. This is starting to come back. What do you guys think? I don't care about this stuff. V bottoms, man. V bottoms. Uh, if you they I'll say be- it don't happen. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you, if it holds 1350, several daily highs in that area, uh, maybe I get a look at 14, but man, there'd been a persistent seller at 1350. That's, that's a big move for, uh, uh, you know, for the company. So hold 1350, may get a look at 14, you lose 1350. Mm, I don't know if I'd want to be on the long side. Go and take her time here from the chat here. We haven't done it for a let's while. So let's the okay. chat take over the show here. Tell us which stocks you want to talk about here, and we will talk about them. So, chat, go. Go, 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 go. Will that make Nvidia? They want to talk Nvidia. We'll talk it quickly because everybody, this is just the stock that is so resilient. It's a stock that goes up when the market goes up. Stock barely goes down when the market goes down. It's unbelievable. It feels like it wants to be at an all-time high going into the report. So I I think if you know you see any type of market strength, this probably continues to go higher here. After the report is a crap shoot, the bar is going to be really, really high. They better blow it away. Mm, tough call technically because yesterday's high is so far away at 46.75. Uh, so I just, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on the S&Ps with the thing with the beta. If the S&Ps keep rolling north, I expect this to go. You get a turn break in the S&Ps. I mean, this thing is almost like clockwork, but I, I, I don't have, I don't have anything. Maybe over the next couple of days, some levels will develop. Uh, but yesterday's high 46.75 and the way this thing moves, 
who knows? You could def- you definitely have a chance to see a net today. Yeah, I'll just be, I'll just say as simple as this. If it recovers 450, I want nothing to do with it on the short side. All right, let's keep taking a look at what else is mentioned in the chat here. We got Boeing mentioned. Mm. Oh, good old Boeing. I like it. I like it. Holding up well. Um, very well, really, when you consider yeah. what the market's done over the come, course of the come, last Come back month. to 221, man. Come it's back to 221. trying to find support here at this double bottom from 230. I'm going back. You can see the level I'm looking at there, August 3rd and August the 4th. It's trying to hold that. Can it hold yesterday's low? That's the critical level because you got a lot of air below that. Uh, you know what? I like the, the Walmart at 158. I gave you guys that. You take to right under it, and then uh, you're back at 158.75. I'll just say same thing with the Boeing here. I, 230. You hold 230. You can't argue with the stock moving up, right? You break through 230, head for the hills. But with the market being bid here so far, um, I you know I expect that to. If, 230 to hold uh your close what's your two-day close that's always a good thing to look at if you want a short-term target here on the upside see if you can get to uh tuesday or when tuesday's close at 232.26 snow being brought up in the chat here uh what i would say about snow is it needs some sideways snow consolidation down here i'm not touching until get some sideways action but it's down 20 percent from the recent move Undercut the low from yesterday and could it close above it? You can lean on yesterday's low for long. Good support down at 140. All right, let's keep it going. Let's go to uh, NIO. Hmm, that's interesting. Coming off so fast. So many of these stocks come off so quickly. Five bucks. Ten, ten bucks is huge support. That's a ways away. It's lifting here today. I'm not sure you're going to get all the way back down to 10, but you'll find buyers if you get down there. All right. Uh, on the upside here, yesterday's high. Let's see what happens. It's above yesterday's high. Stays above 1176. I'm a believer in it going higher below 1176, maybe down at uh, the closing price, 1140. All right. Uh, what about AI? Dun, dun, dun. This stock is just a buzz stock, storied stock. Story's cool. See ya. Awesome, Wouldn't but- want to be ya. Well, you're still at support, so 31 <laughs> yeah. and a half. I'll give you that 31 and a half. Got old, 31, 33. Don't want to start breaching there. Start going through 30, then you start thinking about 20. So if you're bullish, you can't see this through 30. I think yeah, if this hangs in here another couple days, look at that this pattern in May, you know, where like, oh, it's dead, it's dead, it's dead. I, let's see if we can get that kind of pattern, even, you know, not holding the low of the move. But look right, put a little bit more of a base, and then you get some kind of good news, and then it, it pops here. So on support. All right. Eldon Rudy with CCL. Wow. Eldon. But coming down, I'm interested in the cruise lines to a certain extent. I did buy some AAL, you know that, in the long-term portfolio. It's kind of just hanging out. Yeah, it's getting a little bit more. I'm watching it, Dennis. I'm watching it. Not getting killed. Just kind of <laughs> hanging out. Not getting killed. <laughs> not, well, some stocks have been getting killed here, Joel. So, you know, when you're seeing yeah. them only down 20, 30 cents, when you bought it a week and a half ago and it's only down 1% or 2%, it's a victory because a lot of stocks yeah. have been really beat up here. And of course, the last two and a half weeks. So holding on, I think CCL holds on here too. Um, I think you got good support at 16. Yep. I think there's still people doing stuff. So I'm interested in the pullback in this one. 
Must hold uh, 16 and uh, on the upside, you got a pair of highs today at 16, uh, 1683, 1685. I call that major resistance. Yeah, I need one more whoosh and American Airlines 15s gets me back in. Uh, ALB, haha, the Dennis play. I'm, I'm loaded in the stock in my long-term portfolio. I think it's at a great level here right now. I feel like buying even more, but I've been wrong. I mean, it's, you know, it worked well from May, June, and July, but it's given it all back. Things trade with a P, I think, around six or seven. Um, just hated, though. Absolutely hated this stock. Maybe they think lithium's not going to be a big part of the future. I think it is. It is cyclical, so you can see if we stop buying EVs um, or that slows down, these earnings could start to drop here, too. But they raised earnings projections huge on that earnings report, a key reversal off of it to the downside. They hate this stock for whatever reason you're buying pain if you're buying it but i think long-term pain or short-term pain is eventually going to be long-term gains so i'm in alb i think five years from now i'm going to be very happy here that i'm in it at 181. okay uh on uh two lows in the same area then you got four lows a little bit lower at uh where is that at at the 173 area Here's an interesting one that just got a recent lift. What about U.S. Steel? Can we well, go after buy it this. here? There's so Someone's many people. Buy, right? It just seems yeah, like I it, think right? so. There's so many people all over this. The PEs on these things are ridiculously low. I've argued that Cleveland Cliffs is a target here, too. I'd actually be interested in buying the Cliffs pullback. CLF down to $15 here. Um, I think there's going to be some consolidation in this industry. It sounds like U.S. Steel might tell is talking about it now. Um, I mean, there's a lot of people snooping around here on U.S. Steel. I think somebody's buying it. Mm. That doesn't Which mean it, it's going to be, but it's up so much from where it was. It doesn't mean it's got a lot more upside here. I'm more interested in the Cleveland Cliffs, to be honest. Uh, just I'll give you right now, uh, the people that think it's getting bought out, and they think it's getting bought out above 29. So, or excuse me, above 30. Um, those are the lows from the last two sessions. So good support there at 30 in U.S. Steel. This is one we don't look at often, but Brent's asking about CCJ. And so we're looking into industrial metals monster. and minerals. Been a monster stock. I played this um, once I, or twice. It's a good day trade. I'll tell you that. I played it at yeah. 33 to 34. Um, what do you see here, Dennis? It's your uranium play and this Canadian company as well. I've been in and out of this thing a few times in the long-term portfolio. I wish I still had it. I could have rebought it back in March and April. I'd sold it up. I'd we'd made a couple good trades on it. Yeah. Wish I still had it. Hoping for a pullback. Great company. Must hold 34. Four lows in that area, right? So you hold 34. And then I'm not looking for another major leg higher until you can clear 35 with a bid. You have uh, three highs right in that area, which I believe one of them is the all-time high. All right. Um, I'm trying to keep rolling through here. Uh, there's some coal plays brought up here. AMR. AMR is uh, the leader. And, of course, uh, this is alpha. Uh, oh. and, and so this is actually what they call clean coal, but we, we can talk about that as another day. Uh, coal has been getting a lift. My eyes are, of course, on Peabody because it's at the lows versus AMR that's at the highs. Uh, but you also got CEIX, which is also a stock that's been ripping in coal lately. So AMR is, I'd say, the leader. CEIX is the momentum player that's taking off. And I'd be looking for BTU trade. for the catch-up trade. 
Yeah, and BTU is that good support here. So I don't mind your BTU trade here, Mitch. I think you've got some support, you know, in this 21 to 22 area there. You had the big lift. I actually kind of like the BTU chart. Um, and what was the actual symbol that they asked about? AMR. AMR. Man, things at new all-time highs, busting AMR. out. I'd put my stop yeah. under 190 and say, take me on to some weakness. Yeah. This is a really good monthly chart trader. I like it, how it trades on the monthlies. Bottom right, to show you that. It's nice and uh, pattern Consolidated wise. for a long time and then broke out. So who knows how high this thing can go. That's, certain stocks I love looking at more on the monthly basis. This is one of them. All right, let's go to one one or two more here. Let's see what we can get in. Um, what about DKNG? Yeah, let's talk because about that. It's come off significantly from the pen. I mean, the pen news happened, 34, and then they punished pen. They keep continuing to punish DKNG. Do you think we get a shot at 25 on this? Because yeah, I'd love to Yeah, that's exactly the level I'm looking at, Dennis. I'd like to put my order out there like 25, 10. The low will be 25, 11 if it's the case, but... Um, I almost wanted to set my order out there, my GTC good to cancel order at 25 because it's huge support. I think if you get a shot at DKNG at 25, you take that shot. I'm writing it down. Big levels. I have a square written down so 55. One thing so that these I'll are my add big there, levels. Square 55, DKNG 25. There's, there's also one thing that I'd add there, Dennis, is that you have the catalyst of the NFL season soon to start. And I nice. think that that could be oh. the one that could actually make this come back up. Please so come down right two now, more dollars. Yeah, just give me a little bit more. In two 10, more I bucks. think a little come bit of a money shot. Come to Triple D. Two more dollars I down. See, I don't think you guys are going to get it. I mean, you I got I, stopped I, out yesterday in right, 10. I right tried now, to get in. Get it. Right now, I just, I mean, you had the earnings day high. And you've had, you know, whatever the pen news, the big seller and everything, but the, the volume is starting to dry up here. And that means that, I, you know, of course there's less sellers, less volume, less buyers, but I just think people that, Oh, I should have sold above 30. I'm going to sell at 27 and a half, 28. So I'd look at maybe get a couple more lows in this area. And I would try perhaps try along and put the stop at 25 because it just feels like it's not going to get there. All right, you put your stop at 25. You're getting stopped out at the bottom, Joel. That's crazy. All right, Triple D. We've got a nice rally going on here. Not much in the book here. Up 15 and three quarters handles. How you looking at uh, the open and uh, catalyst for the day? Well, we're, we're strong across the board really here, except in healthcare, which is just a disaster because of CVS. But besides that, it's kind of buying across the board. We talked about the weakness in Apple and Microsoft and Meta earlier. They're starting to go green as well here. So getting dragged up, still under, underperforming here, but you've got strength pretty much across the board here. It's a nice bounce day. The question is, do they sell the bounce? Because that's what they've been doing lately. I've fallen for these bounces before, and then they mm -hmm. just turn around and sell them off here again. So we have earnings on deck here tonight, applied materials. Uh, full disclosure, I do have a position in that ahead of the report. We also, um, that's pretty much the only big one here tonight I'm looking at. Next week's obviously NVIDIA. That's going to be the tell for the entire market going forward here. But it's, it's. I still think we could just get some chop here. I think you're selling the rips and I think you are buying the dips. I think we're choppy for the rest of August unless NVIDIA really harpoons the market. Uh, Money Mitch, your final thoughts? Yeah, I'm just going to keep watching Microsoft. I've been using that. And the biggest thing for me is watching to see if it can come back with a big green bar. Yesterday, I was watching for a move above 324s. We got close. We made a move to 324.42. And then quickly, where do we close? 319. So if it can recover that 324, start giving me kind of a bullish engulfing candle back, then I might start looking into playing a little bit of this tech back. But for right now, 
it's dangerous both ways. Be careful out there, team. Uh, we two down days in a row, lower 10 out of 12 with one unchanged. I think just kind of a little bit of oversold conditions here. So the not standing in, uh, in front of this rally. Uh, great show today, guys. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we're going to have Ryan Craver on. Uh, what a All time right, to nice. talk to Ryan Craver uh, about the retail earnings season. So uh, glad to have that. And, uh, and just one, one small tangent. Triple D, did you say you went to the gym? Um, <laughs> so do, doing some, doing some cardiac rehab is what I'm doing here right now. So okay, cardiac okay. rehab, I've had the cardiac condition okay, for a long time. Okay. So I'm in cardiac rehab right now. So yeah. And my trainer was talking and asking me about, Hey, Michael Burry, you know, Michael so that's Burry. Like, <laughs> the Burry. word travels the, fast. The big short, bro. The big short word, word travels fast. He's like, is there going to be a market crash? <laughs> all right you brought it you, you feel me in on that is one deutsche bank in this <laughs> it, kind of, it kind of already happened the market crash it was just death by a thousand cuts but on certain stocks like tesla they're down 25 percent from the high that is a little mini crash hey all right like Let's always you guys can keep up with all of this you guys can ahead, keep up Mitch. with all of this right here, of course, on pre-market prep. You guys keep up with Joel L. Conan, Dennis Dick, at Spoos, Triple D Trader. Check out pre-market prep. Plus, who do you got on today, Joel? Any, any Anything? No, no uh, special guests today. We're just going to rip through the tickers and um, going to be on uh, later on at 3.30. I think uh, I think Josh is uh, going to join me. He's uh, okay. He got short that uh, HE uh, in the after hours yesterday. I sure Ooh. hope he's holding it. So, all right, folks, everyone have a good day. All right, Joel's out of here. I'm going to bring you guys over to live trading. That's coming up next. Don't go anywhere, team. We always got more for you right here on, of course, Benzinga. If you guys enjoyed this show, let us know by simply looking down and hitting that like button and hit the share button. We want to bring some more people into the pre-market prep family. Let everybody know this is the number one place to get you ready for the market day. Have a good day out there. Stay safe and come over to live trading. Let me know what you guys are looking at in the trading action.